are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. The power of a praying mom. 2 Timothy 4.7 says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. How many times do we feel like giving up? How many times do we stand in that place and just say, God, I just don't know if I can finish this race. How many times do we walk in that place of absolute frustration and be just like, you know what, is it worth it? Is it worth going through to the end? You know what, my friends, it's so worth it to be able to finish the race that Christ puts out before us that we remember always that we're not in a sprint, but we're, we're, we're in that marathon. We're in, that, we're in it for longevity, to walk in that place that, that God is calling us to. Mom, I know that there's days that you're tired. I know that there's days when you're not appreciated. I know that there are days when you want to just throw up your hands and say, Lord, is it worth it? But I'm here to tell you this morning that it is. There may be seasons where you don't see fruit, but it's possible that your breakthrough is right around the corner. Don't quit. You know what? I thought we'd just have some encouragement this morning. I'm going to ask Effie Eastman to come up this morning and share a little bit as a seasoned mom. Happy Mother's Day to you all, moms. (laughs) And I just want to say that there is so much power in prayer when you when you're a mom and you pray. And I can testify that I've seen so many great results. And over the years, I've really learned to put my faith and my trust in the Lord. And one verse that we stand on continuously for many different situations is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I've seen God do that so many times in that word trust. You know, I trust him. I trust him with my children. I trust him with my grandchildren. I trust him for my future, my financial, my everything in life that I need. I trust the Lord and and bring everything before him. And I want to tell you one story about uh, one of our uh, children that uh, went through uh, one bad time he had lots in his lifetime but and he's still going and still having some times of trials and that things but God sees him through but when he was nine years old Graham was um Hayward and I had both left home that weekend and left him with his grandparents and uh, we lived in Fort McMurray and Hayward had gone out of pastor board retreat with his pastor and the board there and uh, I had gone to Edmonton for a doctor's eye appointment and uh, while we were gone, Hayward got back the next day. It was just an overnight thing and half a day. And when he got home, Graham was uh, so sick and he couldn't move. He was in so much pain. So he picked him up and got him in a vehicle and took him to the hospital. And they came out and, with a wheelchair and took him in. And uh, the doctors were examining him. There was a, quite a team of interns on that day, and they came in and were all checking him and asking him questions. And, and uh, there was just so much pain. And then he, uh, the doctor came in, and he examined his tummy area, and, he's, 
immediately looked at the nurses and said, get this child in surgery immediately. And his appendix had ruptured. So uh, they got them out, and some of the poisoning had gotten in the system there, so they had to put in tubes to drain things. And uh, then a few days later, all the nurses went on strike. And this was a provincial uh, strike, so they couldn't send them to another hospital, so they sent them home. And um, so then the, contacted the health department, and the health nurses came in and, and came in twice a day and did the dressing changes and kept an eye on it. And, and God brought him through that. But, you know, as I was in Edmonton, and, and my heart was just, oh, what can I do here? I'm down here, and I had gone on the bus, so I couldn't get back on till the next day, and I just took that to the Lord, and, and the peace that he gave, you know, just knowing that no matter what, my children are in his hands. My son, right at this moment, at that time, was in his hands, and, and just praying and believing that way, and I just sensed the peace of God, and I'm so glad because, uh, you know, he can do exceedingly abundantly, above more than we could have ever ask or think. So I'm just thankful for the relationship that I have with the Lord and that I can trust him no matter what comes my way. Amen. Hayward, you got a good girl there. Amen. I think you should go out and get her that name brand vacuum. That <laughs> <laughs> weight scale. Uh-oh. <laughs> Thank you, Effie, so much for sharing. And there's so much that we can learn from that. We need to never stop praying. Even when the answer comes, or, or, or the answer seems so far away, it seems impossible. Remember this morning that with Christ, all things are possible. There are many people in this room, and prayer to each one of you may look a little bit different. Sometimes we pray and the Lord closes a door and we find ourselves getting mad. Other times things are going well and we forget to pray because we're living prosper prosperously and things are going really well. Yet other times we can become so desperate, so hungry for God because we're in the need of a breakthrough that man cannot provide. This morning I want to share a story that is such a cool story from the book of Acts chapter 12. You can turn there with me. Starting in chapter 6. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and the angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, as the angel ordered. So Peter left his cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and the second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city and that opened for them all by itself. So they pressed through the city and started walking down the street and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders were planning to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked on the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to it. 
When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran right back inside and told everybody, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Prayer can accomplish things that we can never, ever accomplish on our own. So, so here we see Peter. Peter's in crisis. He's been imprisoned by Herod, who assigns this guy four groups of four guards. He then straps him to the wall and puts these chains on him and says, you know what, you're, you're done, man. We are going to annihilate you. We are going to, we're going to take your life for standing for Christ. And all of a sudden, as he's, he's I, I don't know about you, but have you ever tried to put yourself in the place of the Bible? Now put yourself, you're going to be executed in the morning. And, and all of a sudden, where do we find Peter? We find him sound asleep. Would you be sleeping that night? Or would you be up so worried about what's going to happen, making plans and strategies? See, Peter was the real deal. He could walk in that place and say, God, I trust you. In fact, the Bible, I love that part of this, this scripture. The Bible says that the angel shows up with this bright light. Can, can you just picture that? Like all of a sudden, Peter's sound asleep and this bright light comes on and the angel goes like, ta-da! And Peter just and rolls back over again. It's kind of like, you know what, Peter, you bonehead, you missed my grand entry. So he slaps him, get up. And as he wakes him up, he says, come on, get your stuff, we're leaving, we're out of here. Come on, follow me, we're going to take you out, I'm going to take you out of this place. And he doesn't even realize that, it, that it's really happening, and the guy thinks it's a vision. See, prayer will accomplish things we can never accomplish. Peter had no way out. Herod assigned 16 guards to him, strapped him in the lower part of the dungeon, and chained him to the wall. Now, he could have been up worrying. He could have been stressed out. He could have been uh, coming up with plans on how to, how to maybe talk his way out of it or how to uh, use some kung fu or something to get through these guards. But when he sits in that place of utter peace, where he's sound asleep, that the angel comes and wakes him up, takes him out of the prison, and he doesn't even realize that he's not dreaming. To me, that is amazing. You see, my friends, I think that whole area of prayer is when we're interceding and we're praying for something that is so scary to us. It's so burdensome. Are we able to take our hands off and say, God, I trust you with this? Or is it like, God, I trust you with this, but I'm going to lay up awake all night worried because, Lord, truthfully, truthfully, I don't trust you. My friends, we have to get to that place where we say, God, you are bigger than me, God. And Lord, I know the plans that you have for me. The plans to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me hope and a future. God, I know that you've got my best interest. And Lord, I trust you with even my most prized possessions. Mums, what is your most prized possessions? Kids. Vacuum cleaners. To go in that place and just say, you know what, Lord? I love these babies that you've blessed me with so much. And as my babies get older, they don't make the, the best decisions sometimes. 
In fact, sometimes we, we warn them, but we've left that role of a mom and we kind of moved in that role of a coach. And all of a sudden we're coaching them and they drop the ball. It's kind of like, oh Lord. I warned them about that. I told them about that. But God, I trust that you're doing something in their lives. I trust, Father God, that Lord, that you have them in the palm of your hand and that God, your ways are higher than my ways. I don't even understand it, God. But Lord, I want to declare that I trust you because you are good. Peter was the real deal. He walked out his Christianity. When he, all of a sudden he realized that he's free, he immediately headed where? To Mary's house. Why? Because he knew people were praying. And my friends, we are pastoring Cold Lake. It's not me pastoring a church. It's us pastoring a city. And if we change our mindsets where all of a sudden we understand that it's not about this building, it's not about how many people we have or how many services we need to go to, but it's about us stepping in the divine destiny that God has because there's a world out there that's dying. There's a world out there that needs the love of Christ. And you know what the truth of the matter is, is your next door neighbor I may never ever know. But you know them. And when crisis comes to their lives, you know what, I, I, I know when I was a teenager, my mom tried to make our house the fun place because she didn't want me as a teen going off to the other kids' houses. She wanted me and my friends to come to her house because it was a controlled environment. So she would make, uh, she would make different snacks for the kids and do all kinds of cool things. That's pretty awesome. But I wonder if we start to do these things in our kids' families and all of a sudden our kids' friends run into crisis in their life. Man, I tell you, I was a youth pastor for 12 years and some of these junior high kids, they run through crises every 10 minutes. It is, I, youth pastoring is the hardest job in the church. And as they're growing, all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, it's just like, what? You were, you were fine three minutes ago. And when your, friend, when your sons and daughters' children's friends, when your children's friends start going through these crises, do they know which house is praying? Do they know, you know what? Oh, man, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm having the worst day of my life. I think I want to end my life. Oh my goodness, what's going on? My mom painted my room brown. I am so upset right now. Brown is such an old guy's color. I told her I want my walls black. Do they know whose house is praying? Do they know that they can run over and say, Lorraine, Lorraine, you're a saint of God. I need you to pray for me. I need you I know that you're praying in your household. I know who you are. Will you pray for me? And all of a sudden, things start to change. All of a sudden, we walk in that place where we do start pastoring nations. That is the plan of God. You know who's so good at that? He's not here in this service, but the first service he was here is Randy Mizey. I honor him for that. If you don't know Randy Mizey, he's one of our board members. And Randy's just got this fathering way where all these kids who truthfully, I don't know if any of his kids are here, but truthfully are messed up. 
through wrong decisions, through wrong choices. But they know they can go to Randy and they know they can go to Edie. And I tell you, Edie, if, if you don't know Edie Mizey, what an amazing saint of God. That woman knows how to pray. And these kids just come out to Edie and just start to share their heart and she just mothers them. My friends, we have that opportunity to be able to pray, to be able to stand in the gap, to be able to make our household the place of prayer where the whole, our whole neighborhood knows that when there's crisis, I know where I can go. Like Peter knew, I know I'm going to go to Mary's house because they're going to be praying for me right now. Went down to, this, uh, to Red Deer a couple weeks back. We had some POC meetings, and one of the speakers was talking there. And he was talking about this, uh, this, these couple of guys who felt called to Africa. And, I, and if I remember right, it was Ethiopia. And they went to Ethiopia for 30 years, and they prayed and fasted for revival in Ethiopia. And as they did that, nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, when nothing happened, they stood in that place, and they got frustrated. And, and they left. They left Ethiopia, and then two years later, a massive revival breaks out. You know what? It's because of the prayers of the saints that went before them. It's because that bowl is getting so filled. You know, I, I, I just, I've heard different speakers say this, and, and just like there's this bowl in heaven that just when we pray, tears and the, and the prayers go into this bowl and it just gets fuller, fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller until it's just so filled that it has to pour out. But what happens is right when it's at the brim, we quit because we get frustrated because we don't see fruit. We need to persevere. We need to push through in the things that God has for us. So Peter goes to the house of Mary. He knocks on the door. And Rhoda comes to the door and she recognizes Peter's voice and she runs in telling the praying mamas and, he leaves them sta- and she leaves them standing outside the door. Number two, some people get so excited about the Lord but they don't step through the open door. Peter comes knocking on the door. The servant girl recognizes his voice. She's so happy to hear him. She runs away and leaves him standing there. How many times do we do that ourselves? How many times do we get so excited about Jesus? Oh man, Jesus is awesome. Oh, yes. But it's all lip service and we never step through the door that God opens up for us. You know, I remember when I was a teen, I did that exact thing in Poland. I was on one of my second missions trip and I went over to Poland and we were doing these dramas on the street and people were getting saved and we're praying for people and people were getting healed and it was just such an awesome time. And we finished our open airs, we finished our, our dramas and all that kind of stuff and we started to head back to the bus and I'm walking back to the bus with, with the interpreter and we're just kind of chatting away and talking and all of a sudden this blind lady passes me. And when she passes me, the Lord says, I want you to pray for her. And I'm like, oh man, oh, this is going to be good. So I turned to her interpreter, I said, I need you to come with me. And she's like, well, we got to go back to the bus. I'm like, the bus will wait for us. There's a girl that just passed me. The Lord wants me to go lay hands on her and maybe she'll see. This is going to be awesome. So she's like, well, where'd she go? I said, I don't know. She went around that corner, but we can catch her. She's blind. She's not going that fast. So we went chucking, running after this girl. We ran around the corner and she's standing right there, but now she's standing at a bus stop with about 50 people. 
And I walk up to her, and I'm like, I told her interpreter, this is going to be so awesome. This is what God showed me to do. And I walked up to her, and all these people are kind of looking at me now, and she's just standing there waiting for the bus. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. What happens if I pray for her and she doesn't get healed? What happens if I say, you know what, I believe the Lord wants me to pray for you and to, to receive sight, and she says yes. And all of a sudden I pray for her, and nothing happens, and I'm around 50 people. Now I look like an idiot. So that fear came upon me, and I walked away, and I said to the interpreter, I said, you know what, I can't do it. I said, do you want to do it? She's like, I don't want to do it. I said, okay, well, let's go. And I kicked myself, and I kicked myself, and I was so upset with myself that I was kind of like, oh, Lord, I let you down, God. But how many people know that God gives us three, four, five, six chances? When you fail the exam, he just gives it to you again. And that's exactly what happened. But I had to have a little meeting with my youth pastor because I felt so guilty for blowing it. And my youth pastor said these words to me. I'll never, ever forget them. He says, Lance, let me ask you a question. If you had prayed for that girl and she had to receive sight there, would you have taken the credit for it? I said, oh no, no, absolutely not. That's all God's. He says, so if that's the case, then if you pray for her, she doesn't receive sight, why would you take the blame? And I'm like, ah, oh, you nailed me to the wall. I'm like, I don't know. But yet we do that. We allow fear to dictate what, who, what, God, what God opens up and what we want to walk through or not. And man, I love, you know, sometimes we get worshiping and dancing and shouting and singing and flagging and doing all this kind of stuff. Yay, go God sessions. And they're awesome. I love it. But does it go from here out there? Or does it just become hype that happens within these walls where nobody sees us? And then we go out and it's just kind of like, I don't want to tell anybody about Jesus. Because people might judge me. People might think bad of me. People might, and we just come up with this list of things. My friends, it's great to talk the talk. But we also need to walk the walk. We need to step into the things God has for us. We need to remember that we're a messenger. And that's our role. And if all of a sudden the Lord says to you at a Tim Hortons, I want you to go over and pray for that girl because she's having marriage problems right now. And you're like, okay, God, and you get that courage and you walk over. I say, you know what, I, I just believe the Lord told me to, to come over here because you're experiencing marriage problems. She goes, I'm not even married. You're like, oh, <laughs> I meant the person beside you, <laughs> you know. We are all a work in progress. And you know what, maybe you fail it, maybe you drop the ball, but good on you for trying I remember a pastor telling me once I wasn't in this service. But he shouted out a word from the Lord from the, from the floor. And he did this. He says, the Lord says. Everybody got quiet to hear what God wants to say. He says, the Lord says. The Lord says. The Lord said he was mistaken. <laughs> And I said to the senior pastor who did that, I said, what did you do with that? He goes, I went up to him and I said, you know what, good for you. You stepped out. You blew it. But you stepped out. My friends, the body 
of Christ is an exciting journey. And there's nothing about Christianity that is boring. You know why? Because Jesus was never boring. Man, there's so much for us as saints of God to do. We don't have time to be complaining and whining. We've got to get in that place and say, God, I want to step in that river, God. And Lord, I want to live the life that you're calling me to. And then all of a sudden, it's just kind of like, oh man, what a journey. Amen? Number three, the people who were praying for Peter didn't believe that he was free. So Peter shows up at the house of Mary knowing that they were praying. He knows that these are praying mamas. I love it. Rhoda tells them that Peter's outside the door and the answer to their prayers is waiting there. Look, you guys are praying right now for Peter. He's here. Peter's at the door. And their reply is, you're out of your mind. Leave us alone. We're praying right now. We're praying for Peter that when he gets executed, it won't hurt as much. You know? Leave us alone. The impossible happened. But they reply, you're out of your mind. It's impossible. There's no way Peter is standing out there. Then, instead of believing that it's Peter, they say, well, maybe it's his angel. Maybe it's not Peter. Maybe it's his angel standing out there. You know where that comes from? Back in the, back in the old days there, back in the, the time when this was being written, every single believer knew that they had a guardian angel. But what they thought is their guardian angel looked like them. Okay? Sorry, guardian angel. <laughs> so they're standing in that place, and it's kind of like, well, there's no way it's Peter because he's in chains, and he's being guarded right now. By, by these doors, and 16 guards are, are looking after this one guy. So it's impossible that it's him, but maybe it's his angel standing out at the door. My friends, when you pray, moms, when you pray for your kids, do you pray with faith? Do you pray with an understanding that God, your word says that that even the tiniest of seeds, the mustard seed, if this is the amount of faith I have, that's enough faith to be able to move a mountain. And God, my faith, Lord, is weak. God, would you strengthen it? God, would you allow me to get, the word says faith comes by hearing. Would you help me to get plugged into the word where, where, I, where I hear that? Man, I love testimonies like what Effie gave out there. It releases faith. All of a sudden, there's someone sitting in here who maybe they're, they're in a marriage and their marriage is going really lousy. And then someone stands up at the front and says, you know what? My wife and I hit such a season of life where we, were, where we spoke every day about divorce and we spoke every day about giving up on one another. But we knew that that wasn't God's plan and we worked through it and now we've got the most amazing marriage and I just want to thank the Lord publicly to this wife who I'm with, to this husband that I'm standing beside. And as that message goes out, there's someone who's struggling with a, in their marriage and they're like, you know what, that's for me. Faith is powerful. Faith is awesome. You don't like the way things are running? You don't like the way that you see things in the natural? Pray. Pray. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities. You know, all of a sudden we start to 
the Lord opens up our eyes and we see that the world is bigger than, than a room. The world is bigger than, than the congregation. The world is bigger than our families. But it's a principality that is at work trying to tear down our families. And we, once we understand, then we can pray with understanding. Saying, God, I know, Lord Jesus, now that when I pray, that I don't pray, Lord, I pray that you help this woman that you gave me, God. But I can stand in that place and say, God, there's something in my life that is causing me to struggle right now, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for my amazing wife, and I pray, Lord, that you would help me to become the man that you want me to become. Mamas, don't quit. Pray with faith. Know that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Walk in that place until you see the answer. Knock on the doors of heaven. Say, God, you have given me a dream in my heart, Lord. God, you have given me a passion and an understanding. And Lord, I'm going to continue to pray until I see it in the natural like I see it in the spirit. Lord, I trust you. I trust that you're big enough, Lord. I trust, God, that you are able. Ladies, this morning I want to speak right in the depths of your spirit. You know what, if you would allow me to do that this morning, I just want to say a quick prayer, and then we're going to close it a little bit differently. Because again, with so many people in here, there's so many people, some people are doing so awesome right now, it's kind of like, you know what, God is so awesome and things are going great. Praise the Lord. But there's others in here who are at that place where it's just like, God, I'm so frustrated right now. Lord, I'm so worried about my children. I'm so worried about my spouse. I'm so worried about whatever. And I just want to be able to pray with you and encourage you and say, you know what? God loves you. God hears your prayers. God is for you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? So if you're a lady this morning and you just want me to be able to speak into your spirit, I just encourage you to raise up your arms to the heavens and just in that place of, 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 in that posture of receiving. And I just want to speak life deep into your spirit this morning. Amen? Amen. Moms, walk by faith and not by sight. Whether you're the moms of babies, teens, adults, or grandchildren, trust in the Lord that He's wanting to touch you this morning. He's wanting to see that son, that daughter, walk close with Him. Don't stop praying. Don't give up, for your answer is ever so close. In fact, it may be on the other side of this message. Moms, I bless you this morning in the name of Jesus. Moms, I encourage you this morning in the name of Jesus. God is so able to overcome whatever situation is burdening you down. Moms, don't look with the natural eye, but may the spiritual eyes be open that you can see the Word of God over your, uh, your current circumstance and situations. Moms, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As this team starts to play, if you like prayer this morning, 
If you'd like someone to agree with you in prayer and stand with you in faith, that is the greatest gift we as a family of God can offer you. Our love and our support. For if one of us can put a thousand to flight, then two of us can send a nation fleeing. So I'm going to ask for the board members to come on up and join me this morning in prayer. I think most of them were in the first service, so <laughs> that's all good. And I'm just going to get you guys to stand to your feet now. And as you stand to your feet, we're going to just worship the Lord. And again, if you're good, if you're in a great place with the Lord right now and things are going fantastic, praise the Lord. May God be with you. The service is dismissed. God bless. Have a great Mother's Day. Enjoy the family. But if you're in that place this morning that you'd really love someone to agree with you in prayer and join with you in prayer, then I'd love to come alongside of you this morning and pray with you. Amen? Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.